0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. The Nation, what is good? Uh, super excited to be here. Uh, this is, I actually am going to have to edit this for some social media content because the two of us have done wine content before, many, many, many moons ago when, uh, when Kevin was the king of web 2.0 with dig.com. The amazing, uh, wonderful, uh, profound Kevin Rose is with us and and is now the king of web three. I mean, Moonbirds is a fucking beast. I want to talk about that. And I also want to kind of execute on this little mini thing I've been doing called the empathy chats. Um, Is that the official word? Beautiful. The empathy hour, which is always done within a half an hour, which is my favorite part of the whole concept um, where we taste a little empathy wine. We talk about, emotional intelligence. And I think when I think about Kevin, I actually am going to go into a place of asking him. He was such a young kid when he was running such a big company many years ago. He's now at the helm of a big company because that's just what happens. i lived it a year ago with Be Friends. You kind of have these hopes and ambitions to be creative. And then there's actual real revenue and responsibilities and you got to build something. So first of all, Kevin, thank you for being on the show.
1: Oh, brother. Good to see you such an inspiration for all that I do. So it's good to be here with you.
0: Kev, let's go into the subject matter here. We'll get into some of the other stuff. The the reason I want to do this mini thing is A, you know, help John and Nate and the consolation team promote a little Empathy Wines, empathywines.com. Go check it out. But B, really, you know, after writing 12 and a half, I wrote it during COVID, you know, I really got into my feelings of, of what kind of leader I am like why things work for me, why it's sustainable. This will actually make sense to you because I think, you know, I you're truly one of my only friend, like actual friends I made. Like I make acquaintances out the ass. I even make lightweight friends, but like friend, friend, like, you know, and I think one thing that I always loved about you is I find you incredibly compassionate. Like if I had a compassionate Cabernet, I would have been pouring that right now. Thank you. And what I mean by that is I could actually sense we've never talked about this. I could, but I'm happy to say this out loud because it just shows what kind of human being you are. I could actually sense as I was starting to ascend up in the web two world, 2000, not 2009 anymore, not more like 2000, not 11, but in like 2013, 14, when it was like, I could actually sense from you the most wonderful feeling, which was, I felt you were concerned for me if I was going to burn out, die of a heart attack, like, you know, like you would, you know, we, you know, you and I are similar and different. We have some similarities with content and but in real life, you have a lot more introverted aspects You keep it a little bit tighter. Yeah. And, you know, when we would be out at events and things, like that, I would just like go into the tornado and like kiss every baby and right. And I could actually send, I, we never ever had this combo, something that made me fall in love with you even more was it was so nice to be cared for. I could sense your concern.
1: I remember right? when we went to have dinner at Hearth Restaurant in New York. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. And you
1: had asked if the camera crew could come along. <laughs> and I said no. And it wasn't because, I mean, you good were news, did, Good the,
0: news, good news. I, like, I surely would love that because by the way, mistake, because I wish we could watch that video right now, because that's a little bit part of this that people miss. but but oh I forgot about this dinner go ahead I don't want to cut you up I just I just
1: wanted to get the you know I wanted to have yeah. that that one-on-one time you know and just get that. like like, let's that. turn the cameras off and just see how yeah. you're feeling how you holding, yeah. up because you were I mean dude I, I remember when we left that restaurant we couldn't walk like five feet without people being like Gary <laughs> and I'm sure that's still the <laughs> case today obviously and it's just like but I wanted to make sure like things were good you're you know it's um
0: so it's, let's it's, talk it's, about that check in you're, you're you're the best dude I know that. That's why I've always cherished this friendship. That's different because that's a friendship. Tell me what you did well and what you didn't do well. Running dig. Mm. Paint the picture for everybody. You were super young. Yeah, You were were literally the poster child for Web2 because of that business. Was it business week? Or i don't remember what was the magazine? yeah business
1: week put me on the cover um about a year into our us doing it and then it was i mean you've been through this before as well like then it was ink magazine then i was on jimmy yeah. fallon twice
0: but the but by the way fallon's Moonbirds post today got me fired up <laughs> i learned text him right away i'm like yes so no but that moment was the you know there's these quintessential moments ashton challenging cnn to a million uh, DJ Khaled for Snapchat, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the, I would call it like a Charlie D'Amelio thing for TikTok. There's these moments and much of what I'm concerned about with NFTs and web three of like a crash that happened with web stocks. and then the, mm-hmm. And then like the roses from the concrete were built For the you know the slash dots and you know the meta like the things Amazon.com,
1: eBay, PayPal, all those were web one. Didn't know Mm -hmm. if they were going to make it, and then eventually they got built up and they made it. Yeah.
0: But you and Dig represented things that were built from the concrete of the carnage of the internet stock bubble, right? And really represented for me the like it was such a big deal. Um, How old were you when you were on the cover of that magazine?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. My late twenties. So I was, I was I think it was my late twenties because I'm in my mid forties now. So
0: so late twenties. How old was Dig Was one year, right?
1: Yeah, about that. Yeah, about one year. And old. what
0: happened? You guys took, you raised some capital, and that's what I remember. There was a big number on at the time. Now that it's like small numbers. Yeah. What did the cover? Don't be humble, please, because we're painting a picture. What did the cover actually say? Because I know you know it
1: um it said something like how this kid made 60 million dollars in six months or something like right. that or which wasn't yeah. true because that was the value yeah they
0: always i mean this shit happens to me all the time like but but the headline doesn't actually match the truth right. but that was what what was that kevin in his late 20s that's a lot to handle all the instant yeah. internet fame which was still different back then <sighs> We're single you were running a company for the first time of this size there was lots of things that happened like being really single was dis-
1: probably the best part of what could have <laughs> happened during that time <laughs> but in terms of all the other stuff it was like we laugh cuz we both know
0: you were with oh, me during I, that I time mean, I watched you know, yeah. I, you know like um, so what 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 was the what what do you think you did well that you want to bring to the table with this new venture or anything I did else you doing do
1: well. <laughs> really well i mean what it was is that here's the deal this is the the real talk the, the real talk was that i was a college dropout yep. and um i just didn't have a brain for school in that capacity like i i just i've i have a really hard time memorizing things and when you're talking about school that was always difficult For me, like I, I couldn't tell you where certain letters of the alphabet would fall, like on the on the spectrum on the A to Z. Like there was really things that other kids got.
0: You got reading comprehension stuff. Yeah, it it
1: was like in retention. It was like I I could read something and I would forget it immediately. Me too. Well, by the way, to this
0: day, I you know I mean you've seen me write.
1: Yeah, it's horrible. it's I like, I, like my this is writing. how I know I'm getting a real email from Gary it's like when I see it I'm like oh yeah Gary wrote that email <laughs> yeah, okay that's that not that's like, not oh. his assistant yeah exactly
0: um the I totally get it so you go ahead keep saying you weren't bad. yeah so
1: so so basically i was bad at that i you know i i, I loved computers so i got in that I, I studied computer science it was uh, frank quite frankly it was too hard for me i dropped out um but i loved product and i loved building and i loved uh, ideation and dreaming up new ideas and just thinking of what could possibly be and we should probably go build this so that meant i worked with a lot of contractors and i was just trying to find people that would help me build these ideas that i had now the issue You know, is I always had this kind of like hidden thing behind me that was always fearful that someone would discover my my faults, my internal Mm. things that I was carrying around with me, and so I was afraid to ask for help. Mm. So there were so many times when I didn't know the answer for something, and I just didn't I didn't want to raise my hand and be like, "Hey, investor, hey, mentor," like I'd like if I ask this dumb question, they'll they'll immediately look down on me, and I didn't realize that right,
0: yeah, these didn't realize humility was a strength, not a weakness.
1: Right. And admitting that you're wrong or or that you don't know something is the only way you can actually grow.
0: I had a very different thing. I would be able to figure out things in a meeting that I didn't know in the beginning. So I wouldn't ask for clarity on things I didn't know because I knew how to get to the answer through a series of statements and questions along the way that were different. than Interesting. And then when I, be, when I really started getting into myself the last five years as a better leader than I've ever been, I realized that I was at a different place in my career where me saying, what is those basic acronyms? What does that mean? Would resonate so heavily with the 12 kids in the room that I could change the culture of Vayner to be mm. based on humility as a superpower by me leading the way with like, hey, client, what did that acronym mean? And I, I went away from a great, a great, a fun strength, which was, like I could still figure it out. It was like profoundly like cool for me. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like that's how my brain works Uh to something that's even better. The humility, like, you know, like I don't even have to challenge myself to figure it out. Like did you get the answer and more importantly, inspired people to lean into humility.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Once you, once you, that you finally, that, that sticks with you and you're not afraid, it's a big unlock.
0: One thing that I think you probably struggled with that I struggled with to this day, which always blows people's mind, because I'm so candorous on stage and as Gary V. My assumption because I was close enough to you was, it was incredibly hard for you to have the tough conversation with any employee at dig that they sucked or they needed to be fired because they were all your friends. Or if nothing else, even when the company got bigger, you were Kevin, the awesome dude. Is that true?
1: It is absolutely true. I think there, there's a couple things there. One, I didn't know how to properly evaluate like new incoming talent and do the you know required due diligence to figure out whether or not they were actually really good at what they claim to be good at. <laughs> um, and then the, the second piece was I- wanna I wanna stop you real quick.
0: Huge superpower of yours and I share it and I don't wanna take this away from people. What Kevin said there was profound comma, don't underestimate the power of blind optimism you know we can sit here and talk about all the clunkers that happened because ricky told you they were great and you're like ricky you're my guy let's get a beer afterwards and and, but you would have missed a lot of greatness too if you went too logical too i'm always scared that we're mature now and missing magic
1: Mm -hmm. that's a great point right yeah absolutely yeah so uh what was the second piece of that so oh the other hard piece is that i was one that avoided conflict my dad was a very uh verbally aggressive um person to the family but more so to my mom and so you know he would um there almost wasn't a night in my childhood where he wasn't in a yelling screaming battle and my mom wouldn't fight back she was just like the the receiver of that Mm -hmm. and so i grew up um not wanting to be like dad you know and just being wanting to be the opposite so i avoided conflict at all costs and so you know, it was really hard my, to.
0: My dad didn't do that to my mom, but he did it to his employees, mm. which is why I think I'm the most pro employee <laughs> communicating entrepreneur in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, my, I mean,
0: my dad's, oh, Kev, I drove 45 minutes from my parents' house to Wine Library, where we did our show, not that one. It was the smaller store at the time. At 14 years old, my dad did not say a single word to me the whole ride, dead silence. We pull up to the store and he goes, Turns to me and he goes, "Keep an on the, keep an eye on the employees. They want to steal." That was the only That's thing he said. So I'm very, I can really resonate with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. My
0: dad's my dad's the best. Like got real, he was tough on the outside because he was so soft on the inside. I'm like the reverse. I'm so soft on the outside because I'm tough as fuck on the inside
1: isn't it funny how when you when you evaluate your parents for me you know with my dad he was like the best dad in terms of like taking me outside throwing around the football like you know taking me to boy scout meetings like things like that checked all those boxes for me but then was a terrible husband and so you know it's my job in, in going forward to pick the best attributes that i can look at and say those are amazing i'm going to carry those forward in my life going forward and here's all the crap that dad no thanks like my dad my dad since passed away but i can let that go now and say that 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 stays with you you know like i i and i i'm freeing up my kids from having to have that that pain and in a sense kind of freeing him up as well because that that the pain doesn't continue on through me you know
0: i mean that's incredibly like (laughs) I wanted this blog series to be really focused on the business of emotions and business. Like, you know, you know that I am an uncomfortable cheerleader of you publicly forever. And i like always appreciate that, man. And this has been such a profoundly emotional week for me because I feel like you're getting a lot of just credit this week from this new world. And it makes me happy. Not that you need it because I know you too well. You don't need it. Um, It just makes me happy. Like this weekend when Moonbirds went bananas, of course, people that haven't been paying attention are going to have a natural reaction. No different than everybody has a natural reaction when they see something explode to that level so fast. And, you know, obviously the conversation plays out on Twitter and Discord and being able to jump into a couple of random conversations and saying, Kevin told me about CryptoPunks. Kevin, this... Ryan Carson gave me my first speaking engagement, like has been just so enjoyable. And and the way you just described what you described, which I believe you just articulated, my personal beliefs, one man's point of view, single greatest responsibility of a human being. I believe the singular responsibility of a human being back to parents being such a framework of actual life is to focus on the good that your parents brought to the table, Mm -hmm. carry it on to your children, forgive the bad that your parents brought to the table because, oh, by the way, they had a parent. And for the ones, unlike me, because I didn't know every, I got lucky. My problems, my problems were micro with my dad, but they were real because we worked together. The great fortune in my life was the only grandparent I knew was the grandparent that parented my father. Me knowing my mom, my father's mom for my whole life was the greatest gift God ever gave me because I was able to understand my father's shortcomings mm. because my grandmother was so profoundly in my life. She would come on my mom's birthday on May 3rd to our house and she would leave September 10th. On my dad's birthday. So she lived with us almost Mm -hmm. half the year. She and then by the way, I knew her mother, which is fucking completely insane. I knew my great grandmother super well. We immigrated from America and she died when I was 14. So I really knew her too. Um I think I'm I talk about the shit that I talk about so much because I understood all three of them. Mm -hmm. And I and I was able to take all the things that my father has done for me and Provided for me and view it as a good. And my dad's got plenty of shortcomings. I have plenty of shortcomings. My kids are getting older. I'm laughing because I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, there's another side to this game. (laughs) They're about to do it to me. Wait a minute. You know, like, and so um, I'm really proud of you. That is incredibly emotionally enlightening that you can understand. Let me take what pops did well. Let me not take what pops didn't do well. And most people are incapable of doing that. And I think your blind optimism on employees is a kissing cousin to your ability to take the good from your dad and and try to build on it. Um, I think that's a really big, I just, I I wish every person that's listening here can start the process of forgiving their parents on what they didn't do well, being pumped about the one, and even if it's one thing, you know, maybe it's not even something that they did. Maybe it's, they gave you pretty blue eyes and that was a good factor in your life. Just being appreciative for something and then building forward. You my mom and dad fucked me up is just not an excuse for the rest of your life. Right. It's really cool, cat. Yeah. So cool. So you, you you brought all of that to the table as a young 20-year-old. I have so many entrepreneurs as you can imagine listening to this. This is why I want to talk about it. Who are you now all these years later and as you embark on probably hiring a lot of people and obviously ryan is probably going to be very involved i don't know what you know you probably have other responsibilities i'm not even sure where you are in your investing career like is, is newberg like actually i'm just going to ask you Is this it like is this what you do now
1: yeah no I mean, investing are you
0: you're passively involved, in a, fund, actively involved been, in a fund yeah
1: true ventures were you know as a partner yeah. at they they um have been very cool about this whole thing i mean they put they put some money into the company so yeah. that's been great um and they've been into like pro- kevin you, you proof? gotta go yeah and approve yeah that and they're like, you know, you need to just go run with this. And so, um, you know, the deals and stuff that I would typically look at We thankfully we have 50 plus people at, at true that I can yeah, hand them amazing. off to. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So, so this is, it. this been, been,
0: you're the CEO. of It's my focus Fruit? right
1: now. Yeah, that's right.
0: And so who do you think, you know, what, what do you think is going to be different this time?
1: Oh man, a ton, a ton. I think that, you know, in, in, in terms of just. having spent had so much time in the gap between when I started dig and then where I am today, um, you know, just the, well, I'll give the probably the biggest influence was when I joined Google and when I was inside of Google and saw how that machine worked and, you know, and I, I saw the, the caliber of talent that was around the table and just the rigor and process and execution, uh, that they're able to pull off. And, uh all those things I was like whoa wait a second yeah, yeah. like I know why they win you know it's, it's <laughs> like it was just insane. Smart. it's
0: tight they're going
1: it's smart it's it's tight they're going they um you don't have to micromanage anyone when you hire that caliber of an employee they just they they go and they run you know, and they, they can just execute without you having to look over their shoulder. And that is a beautiful thing. When you can truly let go of something it's, it's, to someone. It's,
0: it's, you know, 13 years ago, my, my 15, 20 direct reports at VaynerX is now allowing me to have the capacity to double operate. Right. 100%. I couldn't do Be friends five years ago. I couldn't something would have felt the thing that's falling now is brand Gary V which is a great pleasure because I'm taking that energy into the characters um but that makes so much sense to me real yeah, quick so that's, taste that's of wine one. have you had yeah. the empathy Cabernet yet I have not The Empathy elephant no. okay thank I'm you for sending me some yes you are a real wine guy these days which makes me very happy and this is a real wine inside that bottle so I'm excited to get your vibes
1: that's beautiful dude what year is this This is a 2019 wow that's drinking quite well for how young it is this is amazing
0: we couldn't put the actual fruit that's in it because of like reasons but it's a big deal wine
1: it was super fun I love that about you we talked about this years ago where you you had this idea of so the thing that people don't know about Napa Valley is that you have these top tier producers that produce like the highest in Cabernet and for whatever reason they have like a second blend or a cut that just doesn't mm. make it into their main primary blend yep. and for anyone drinking it you'd be like good god this is amazing wine it's <laughs> yeah. like the best ever right but they but they make you sign an nda and then they'll correct. sell it off because correct. they don't want their brand confusion and dilution correct. to happen correct and correct so what you've done here is you clearly bought some good juice and you are putting it in here yeah i bet crazy i bet juice. I, bet I, got, I bet we could have like, an offline like, conversation about who yes this is. So i will
0: tell you but like let's put it this way people got three times the wine and it was expensive. It was like 80 bucks. So, I mean, do you, do you back, to, back to kind of like people management, mental, like what do you think is one of the things required today emotionally for success that maybe isn't talked about? Or even if it's talked about, this is just Kevin Rose, cause we're all gonna have different Kevin Rose's point of view of like, no, 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 tenacity or ambition is under un, misunderstood or patience. Like if I said the emotional framework mm-hmm. rainbow, what gets you going in the way that like empathy was clearly a big one for me and then has now become much more pop cultureized. Like if I said to you, it, actually let's let, you know, you're so humble. I just need this for you. Like for I need this for me, not for you. I, if I ask you, Kev, you've really had some career. Like, be nice to the kids listening. This is not about you giving roses. Everyone will give roses to you. It's your last name. Like, you know, what just as a teaching moment, what has allowed you to be sick in a world where you can't memorize shit, no reading comprehension, whatever? Yeah. Like, what have you had? Why are you here? Why is this working? Why are me and all my A plus friends this weekend texting K Rose, impressive? Why
1: I think the first and foremost would be that I have, um, known in, in that I'm going to fail at many, many, many things. And so if you take a look at my track record, I would say half of the things that I have created, which have been raised a lot of money have completely gone away and just become nothing. And failed. I,
0: still, I still miss pounce. Do you know me and AJ talk about pounce <laughs> once a year? I was That's at H. I'm like, bro. I think you really should have quit school. Like I told you, and been the CEO of Pounce. I would oh, kind man, of, fake, I kind of, I kind of would have faked CEO it behind the scenes. And I think it could have been Twitter. Like we still we talk about that. Pounce yeah, was that better is... than Twitter at that moment. Like you built such a burka. Like oh, man, there was that was a really good product. That was Thank close. You. you were stretched too thin, but it was close. I
1: was stretched too thin because I was trying to dig at the same time. And yeah. It was just a lot of the functionality that is, exists today in twitter uh, a lot of that was was first on Pounce, which is really really cool but oh, yeah um yeah but i think the point being is that you know I, i've met some entrepreneurs that have been crushed by by missing on their first their first at bat you know or, or their second and they've said you know ah oh, this didn't work well if if you really believe it's in your dna and some people aren't like this i got a buddy that um he works at reddit now and uh you know, he was early, early red employee made some good money and literally goes home at six o'clock at night and fires up, uh, you know, and smokes some weed at night. And like for him, that's the best life possible, right? Like he doesn't ever want to be an entrepreneur and he's completely content. But if it's in your DNA and you, you feel it, like I can start something, I have crazy ideas and you want to go after it. Like you just got to keep getting up out of bed every single morning. And it's never Never. This is what I tell my team right now with Moonbirds and everything that's going on. It's never up and to the right, just like nonstop. It's going to be lumpy. The emotional ride of an entrepreneur is a roller coaster with loop de loops and all the crazy shit in it. And it's going to be. You got to be ready for those days as well. So it's like that grit that has to come out of you is is real, and 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 it's it takes an emotional and physical toll on your body. And if you, but if you have that and you're ready for that, then you just get after it every day, you know, you get up energized and ready to build what you believe is going to be the future.
0: So tenacity is a real one. Absolutely conviction, conviction, tenacity.
1: And also just not accepting, you know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I'll have an engineer. They'll come to me and be like, oh, that's, that's tough. That's challenging. I don't know if we can do that. And my response is always, listen, (laughs) Elon Musk is landing rockets back onto floating <laughs> barges in the middle of the ocean after they've come down from space. Someone wrote that algorithm to land a rocket on a, on a floating barge that's moving in the water. Like, if we, they we can, can do totally, that, yeah,
0: we can totally We can add that button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we can get the history of the watch on Houdini, right? Right, exactly. Or we yeah, we could add that button I'm or add same. that social
1: I, feed. I'm like, if that could be done, we can do it too, so...
0: You know, I like, history was the one class I did decent in. And it's usually been like 1900 to now, like very modern history. But occasionally when the pyramids come up, like when I'm in the Middle East or I see it on TV or even in NFT land, I'm like, oh, the pyramid in the background, like in the (laughs) background. I literally do stop and think, I'm like, these fuckers, a trillion years ago built this fucking thing with 0.0 machines in the world it's crazy i just i to your point are you a yes person or a no person fascinating what's been the most uh while i've got you what's been the most surprising part of the last 16 months let's call january 1 2021 the birth of the new generation nfts what do you what, what is like completely caught you off guard
1: well, I mean, honestly, it's um, it's the different use cases that are available to NFTs. I think that it, it in I say this with absolute uh, truth, when you attached util, real world utility to NFTs, I was like, I remember you hit me up and you're like, dude, I'm doing this thing. I was like, oh shit, that's new, that's exciting. And like, I, I think we're gonna see different verticals of use cases for NFTs appear over the next year. And I love that. I love that. There is, there is, um, well, I'll give you one example, since we're talking about wine, like there is no reason why if I wanted to collect empathy wine, I would have to take this as a shipment. You could keep it in perfect storage. You could send it to me as an NFT. It could go up in value over time. I could trade it 10 times over with multiple friends. And then when the person finally burns the NFT at the end to receive the bottle, it has perfect, proven provenance we know where it came from we know it was stored at the right temperature like this is a no-brainer right
0: what i literally if i was in the picks and shovels business i would be buying up warehouses in the middle of nowhere to have temperature controlled security based warehouses are about the way data centers Mm -hmm. popped up all over the world over the next 20 years there are going to be warehouses all over the country all over the world that are going to just hold shit. Like my background right now is going to be sitting... My entire sports card collection is going into the middle of nowhere. By the way, no different than tax havens for art in Morocco. Right? Yes. It's not like the person's walking around with their Picasso. Right. Right? And so to your point, from issuing to collecting, I actually think the most exciting part is NFTs issued against physicals that get held up in a mercantile exchange or a warehouse and get traded in perpetuity to your point until you have to burn the token to take it off the market to actually get the physical.
1: Right, and then then the, the, the actual producer receives a cut of those royalties every single time it's resold, which, which is, is amazing. Best,
0: which is the best because the person that actually is the fucking person is the one winning right. economically. That's exactly. amazing.
1: And you cut out all the the, fr- the fraud, the faking, the, the corkage huge. issues, like all Kev, the you, storage. You,
0: what, what you're very good at, and we share this, this is where our relationship started. You can't, you're like me, right? Like I'm, I'm leading the witness, but like, it's insane that even the people in it don't really see how forever changing this is going to be.
1: Yeah. Well, that that's great though, because that means it's early days and yeah. we're, right, we're right in it and we're, yeah, we're, we're investing in the right at the right time. Think, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure.
0: <laughs> Do you think that you would, this is actually a great question for you, given to our providence. Did you ever think you would get another at bat like this, the way you did with Web2? Obviously, when you did Dig, you, and you were on tech, you were on like tech television, right? Like that whole, Seth, you watched him as a kid? Screensavers. The Screensavers. That's amazing. So, you know, you really saw it. Like, I know you, so I'm going to just tell it for the audience, you share what I share. And it's a fucking thing, which is you just know that some, yeah. the consumer, you know, the consumer, you really have that really at the highest levels, which is why I've always publicly given you so much daps. And you've just been such an integral part of my career. Um, did you even think about it? Did you even like, did it even cross your mind that there would be another era like what you felt in your mid twenties and a, and then B, like, how enjoyable has it been to get the band back together? I mean, we have interacted more in the last 14 months than we did oh, in the sure. prior nine years combined. Like, And Mike Lazaro, and like, like, it's been crazy for me. This has been, like, unbelievable. Truly the bands getting back together again. Thoughts on both those questions? Da, very straightforward question. Do you think, because that's what this is. This is obviously yeah. a true, did you think that that would ever happen again in your life?
1: Yeah, I I think that in my mind, when you talk about tech in general, these great moments of transition to something like completely different and new, they happen like at least they're they're cyclical, but they happen about every eight to 15 years. And so, you know, you had web one, then web two was about four or five years later. And then I would argue mobile was probably the next big one after that, which was a handful of years later. And then now web three is, is so, you kind of just sit there and you wonder, am I going to be too old to jump back in? And maybe it's a technology that doesn't even apply to me that I'm not even excited about. Like maybe it's like, like you know, some type of farming like revolution that happens where I'm just like, I'm not going to go build a farm, right? <laughs> so, well, so you might,
0: you might do. Maybe, like you maybe. could be into that. You're into that shit. You're but you know,
1: it's like I'm, a, I'm a little hippie. I do like the the, the <laughs> green out here in, in Portland. But I got to say, like when this happened it's like, you know, like I've got a whole thing of freaking Wolverine. Number one sitting over there. I love collectibles. You know, it's like, I've always been in the, you told, you're the one that told me to go buy a, a Jordan back. Uh, what was that about two years ago? You're like, dude, go get a Jordan rookie card. They're they're (laughs) like, (laughs) it's like you called me up and I was like, I just really believe fractionalizing it. Remember they were starting to fractionalize them.
0: I mean, I still think the fractionalization of physicals in an NFT world has untapped value at scale.
1: Yeah, the question like, is is the SEC gonna see it as a security right, or not, right? Which is
0: which is incredibly fair. And like to me, like what's been fun about growing up in the wine business was my whole business life was based on there's gonna be regulation. So I never get like I can't wait for the SEC to create clarity. Right. Like I don't I I paid way I pay I happily paid an uncomfortable amount of taxes yesterday. Like I'm not looking to not pay my tax. I'm happy to be in America. I was born in the USSR. You know, like I'm like I'll pay my taxes, I'll follow the rules. The problem is when things are moving so fast, the government's slower, and I have empathy. Right. The government's trying to figure it out. I get it.
1: Right. Yeah. Totally.
0: What? Uh, so okay. So what surprised you? What
1: else? Uh, just about this whole Web three movement in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Or I would actually, say- let me actually, I didn't finish the last thought, which I think is fun. How did it feel when you realized it was really, really happening? When do you when do you say that you realized Web three? was becoming, because you're a consumer guy, which is why I fuck with mm-hmm. you so heavy. Like mm-hmm. back to the intuition. When do you feel that you were like, oh shit. Like Well, I would kiddies. say that, yeah. that
1: happened before NFTs. That would have been when I'm, DeFi yeah. started happening. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing, and I was watching the mechanics behind the scenes that powered DeFi and how they could offer interest that was like, you know, 10X higher than uh, your bank could with zero people. And And part of the reason why your bank can't uh, pay you the interest they want to is Wells Fargo has, I don't know what it was, 150,000 employees or something like that, some outrageous number of overhead that they have to pay for. And so when you have smart contracts right. and code that's powering this stuff, I was like, oh, of course people are gonna use this. It's, it's a better product. Now it's harder to use right now and all the rough edges haven't been sanded down, but that's when you wanna invest, right? That's when of you course. wanna get in is when it's really difficult to use and people are still unsure and is this the future? Of course, digital currency is going to be the future, you tell me if you if you if you got some land. If I give Gary his own chunk of land, say, "Hey, start a country." Are you gonna go buy printing presses and shit? No, you're gonna start a digital currency because it's the more modern thing to do, right? Like
0: it's just By the, the way, future. Everything's, digi- everything's digital currency now. Who the fuck's walking around? I with know. paper cash. <laughs> I know everyone's like digital I'm like, what the f- You're paying with your iPhone, like the Apple Pay. Like, what do you think's happening here? Right, right. As if.
1: Right, they just yeah, they will like, just still cash. You no, know, not so really. O,
0: yeah, I have so many OG friends like from the wine world and like 70, 80, 90 year olds. And of course, last couple of years, so of course, everyone needs 15 minutes of shit. on Gary, can I speak to you for 15 minutes? And you know, they're the OGs that I grew up with. So I'm like, I got you, you know, Johnny, get him. Johnny, has the family? You know, I haven't talked to you in 13. 13- yeah, yeah. And then they spend the entire 13 minutes shitting on crypto. I was like, why <laughs> right. did we have this? Johnny, I haven't talked to you in 14 years since we drank some wine in the <laughs> wine business. And you called me for 14 minutes to shit on crypto. And, and, and I love it because I understand the essence of it. But I always end the same way. I'm like, I kind of take the punches. And then I'm like, Johnny, how much cash do you have on you right now? I'm like, you do know that your grandfather said the same thing about credit cards. Like, right. that's where history is a fucking son of a bitch. Go right. read the quotes from people interviewed in newspapers in the 60s about credit cards.
1: Oh, dude, I've got one better for you. Wanna hear something crazy? Listen Please. to this. This is a Please. true story. Well, Back up. in the day when they made the transition to canvas paintings, there were haters that came out because they said it's not permanent, it's not on the wall, it, it can be damaged, and all everyone discounted canvas paintings and thought they were a cheaper knockoff than having something done permanent on a wall or a on structure. A
0: my so man, how, cra- how crazy one. is
1: that? Isn't it great? Because now, way, what's happening with NFTs?
0: By the way, I like like you don't think people were sitting around a dinner table saying "fuck these cars." Johnny, the horse outside is more than enough.
1: Yeah, my horse is so beautiful. I can yeah, pet my, my horse, horse. I can't pet like, my car. I control
0: my horse. <laughs> what, like like, you know, like 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 a million things. Like like a car might hit my horse. Like it's right, right, always totally. the same shit. Uh, the one that was profound to me was I bought the iPhone the day it came out, as you did, and everybody else that was in our game. Like, people really thought the BlackBerry was gonna win because the buttons. Like, I right. actually believed it. I was like, the internet is on the iPhone. Right. The internet. Like, I'm it, outside on the internet.
1: It was slow as hell back then, but it did work. It
0: was slow as fuck, but you could get to it. It was profound. Remember, yeah. like, walking around Earth not knowing the score of the game?
1: Yeah. I mean, I used to have that to was use, five minutes um, ago. W- what did I use? What was the one like the Palm Palm had a phone and yeah. it was the, the worst had the browser. Pencil. Yeah. The little pencil <laughs> the came pencil, out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, so Kev. Okay. So deep buy was it. What about on the consumer side of NFTs? So when did you have your NFT? What was your aha for NFTs?
1: Yeah. I mean, so anybody that tells you they minted CryptoPunks and knew what they were doing is just full of it because I was there, I minted 10 of them and I, I lost, everybody I really forgot session. about them.
0: So, Kevin minted, because they were free in 2017. Is that correct, Kevin?
1: Uh, whenever they came out. Yeah, whenever they seven, came.
0: Seven,
1: yeah, something in, like that. 18?
0: I think, it's 18, so I think it's 17. Yeah. 17, right? Yeah, 17. Yep. You minted CryptoPunks in 2017. Let's just start with that like the smartest friends i have in 2021 are like what the fuck is it so you well, a buddy called
1: they, me up and he who was just like oh who? Who? my friend you patrick remember? collins actually yeah it was patrick a childhood collins. buddy i had yeah. yeah so patrick called me up and he's like hey he's like dude these things are cool they're like on, the, on ethereum and like they're these little punk rock characters i'm like i like little punk rock characters and so <laughs> i just i just went and did that and then i got 10 of them and i was like Okay. And I immediately I thank God I had my, my one password and I had my my uh, things stored in there, but I kept them in a wallet that was no longer supported when I tried to revive them. And it was when called you try to revive it them? Had, uh it would have been December um, a little over a year ago, year and December twenty. Feet. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. I, when we talked it was also December, I think, maybe January, but had you already revived your punks when we talked?
1: I, I just got them out. I, I got them got out. Him out. I finally got them working. And I was like, oh crap, I need to trade up to the zombie right away because I want
0: to get a cooler one. And so yeah, that's a very big strength of yours. I like having like 800 down here. You like having two up there and you're always right about that. I just like having 800 down here.
1: We probably should have done all of the above at my that friend, time. To be honest. My,
0: my, one of my friends has 300 V friends and he's super sad because he's more like me. He has like 300 down here and he doesn't have a panda he doesn't have a flat, black cat he doesn't have an astronaut like so like he needed you in his life because you, you went I remember I remember vividly you saying dude you need to get a zombie I'm like no I gotta get 34 purple hats <laughs> like, like I have a zombie and I have an ape so I, I oh you bought my that weight. ape
1: that's right remember? oh my god I'll never forget that day because I was I was looking at doing you basically pump, priced me out because you you pumped that <laughs> one up and then then all the other prices went up and I was like damn it I'm I'm done <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it's amazing how much I believe in CryptoPunks long-term. I really believe in Providence, you know? I really do. Yeah. I really think, at the end of the day, too much has happened in 10,000 unique characters in the last two years that has pretty much solidified CryptoPunks as, this is who started that movement. This is what it is. Too many people that own it. Like, I just, I just think it's locked and loaded.
1: Yeah, I agree there there's i mean think about all the hat tips of like the 3d glasses and all the stuff that they like about, that is seen on about, every pfp
0: yeah what about what about the fact that apes are incredibly important in crypto punks and board api club was the next most important project that came out in that yeah. era so crazy cool super cool um so so what was your aha you because
1: the there questions. was was you know punks were starting so to rise you bought was in 17, to that. nobody
0: knew yep punks were starting yes. to rise when that summer well, well,
1: uh before well, that, like oh no no so when I've g- unlocked them, they were worth December, a couple thousand apiece in December. Yeah. yeah. Then then in January, February they started climbing. Um and then I saw a bunch of what what really opened my eyes is how much tooling had been created. So OpenSea didn't exist back then. So I saw OpenSea, then I saw Super Rare and, so, and I was like, oh wow, there's marketplaces here. And I noticed some there was some artists that were dropping. That were digitally native artists like X Copy that yeah. only existed on the blockchain,
0: and, you were like, and I was like,
1: I, like I was like, whoa, wait a second, this is the Banksy for the digital yeah. world. And it's like, and then Art Blocks dropped, and when Art Blocks started to blow up, I was like, whoa, generative generative art is crazy. I'm like, this is this is gonna catch fire. There's too many independent little flames burning. They're all gonna connect, and when the dots connect, they're gonna blow up. And so I jumped in hard on Art Blocks and started minting all the the crazy early Art Block stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it's kind of that you know you, you, you get that gut feeling like there's momentum here. You we were talking at the same time. I, I remember, remember we were getting on these like calls. You would do you'd <laughs> Facetime me like late at night, and it was really late for you because I think you were at East Coast. <laughs> and it was just like these big groups of people. I would be thrown into the room, and you're like, "Kev, I just got some more punks. Like, t- tell us what else. Like, we'd just be talking about random stuff.
0: The fucking best." I got to go to my next thing because I can't be rude. I love you. I could do this a bunch. Thank you for being on. Thanks for this conversation. I love you.
1: Thanks for having me, brother. appreciate it.
0: And I'll see you in an hour or two or whatever. Yeah, sounds good. Love you.